You're listening to IoT Leaders, a podcast from SI that shares real IoT stories from the field about digital transformation swings and misses, lessons learned, and innovation strategies that work. In each episode, you'll hear our conversations with top digitization leaders on how IoT is changing the world for the better. Let IoT Leaders be your guide to IoT, digital transformation, and innovation. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the IoT Leaders podcast. And in this episode, we're going to have a very interesting guy with an amazing CV. I'm going to come back to that uh, in a minute. Uh, but let's just say he spent a uh, significant time in uh, some industry, uh, large industry analysts, research companies, and also uh, as a sort of entrepreneur in his own right now, uh, advising people around many subjects, including IoT. So, so uh, Leonard, first of all, uh, welcome to the IoT Leaders Podcast. Thank you, so Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. And as a reminder to everyone, my name is Nick Earl. I'm the CEO of uh, SI. So let's get started, Leonard. I, I have to smile because I'm, I'm actually looking on my screen, at least at, the, at your uh, LinkedIn uh, profile. Now, it, it, it's not every day uh, you find somebody uh, that uh, their description on their profile says, tech industry analyst and strategy consultant, okay. Solution architect, oh, okay. Innovation coach, okay. Startup and board advisor, and then Trekkie and musician. <laughs> So, so that's pretty varied. Uh, and then later on, when you scroll down, um, what you actually see, of course, is that you then spent time in a publisher, uh, IDG, and a CIO magazine contributor, as well as uh, quite a bit of time as a managing partner in um, Gartner. So, pretty broad, a pretty broad um, a background. You seem to have dabbled in quite a few things. Yeah. Um... And if you were to describe my background, that's exactly how you would describe it. It's very diverse and uh, it's reflective of just my interests. I'm just an extremely curious person. And going back to the, the Trekkie and the musician bit that you cited, I thought it was just a creative way of saying futurist and uh, just an innovative, creative guy. You know, creative guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... Yeah, and the whole Trekkie reference is, is simply because I mean, today we're, you know, Gene Roddenberry's vision of the future. We've realized probably about seventy percent of it, right? I mean, we have tricorders, we have, yes, um, we right. do have phasers, believe it or not, and then um, uh, you know, the only thing we're missing, I think, are warp engines. So, um, but I, I, who knows? Who knows? Well, let's get Elon. Elon would probably say it's it's a fairly a simple problem, and, and he's got one working in the lab. But, right. But um, but but anyway, uh, yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that because when I you know teleporting and everything, and when I was when I was at uh, uh, HP actually twenty years ago, uh, our uh, Joel Birnbaum, who's a famous uh, head of R and D for HP, he was demonstrating uh, three dimensional uh, holographic. Uh, telepresence so where you could actually mm. see a three-dimensional shape and that was like 19 yeah. 1999 and and then was it the uh the killers or whatever then started uh, yeah. using it on, on, on stage and whatever but still not i think the, it's technically possible but the price not there but yeah. that's not what we're going to talk about on this podcast <laughs> we're we gotta we gotta narrow this down otherwise we're yeah, gonna, yeah 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 <laughs> let's 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 uh, 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 beam ourselves down, not up, uh, down to planet Earth, and uh, right. let's uh, let's talk about IoT. And you know, I'm going to start with the Gartner thing uh, sure. 
And one of the themes on uh, this uh, podcast series has always been, you know, we said it was going to promise so much and, you know, what, why hasn't it truly delivered yet? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we've always said, you know, this is to demystify IoT. It's the complexity. Yeah. But with you, we can actually, met, we, you've actually created, helped create a, a sort of way of a metric for measuring it, which is the, the IoT hype cycle. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so first of all, just before, in case there's anybody listening who doesn't know what the, and it's a pretty famous thing, the IoT hype yeah. cycle, Gartner, you just maybe describe what it is, and then we'll talk about where IoT currently is, which is, um, which is quite an amusing uh, story. Yeah, sure. Well, first off, I didn't create it. Gartner, some brilliant individual at Gartner did, and it's this really cool um, framework for characterizing the progress and maturity of uh, technology as it goes through, um, you know, this cycle of hype and dehyping, I guess is what you can call it, before it actually gets to this practical um, state where it's delivering uh, value to, um, to humanity, the economy, and what have you. And it really starts off with what's called the uh, technology trigger phase, where you have all these emerging and nascent technologies, maybe even sciences that are, that are at the very beginning uh, stages of becoming commercialized, right? And so um, what happens is, is that these, these technologies go up this hype curve, right? And reach this peak of inflated expectation. So uh, I guess some recent examples are things like 5g Uh, in fact that could be probably the perfect example in the past two three years it's come into the mainstream in terms of media attention and uh, just government attention uh, amongst governments and uh, you know it's kind of reached a peak and then what happens is that you know eventually the ground truths start to you know, uh, the become exposed, and what the ha- then happens is that uh, the expectations of the technology start to go down toward what's called the trough of disillusionment, where all these hyped expectations are are not met in reality or even in the near term, and then uh, everyone's kind of disappointed, and and then it, but eventually. There's actually, yeah, some folks who really understand what the state of the technology is, uh, what can actually be done with the technology that start to figure out some practical and valuable applications of technology. And then next thing, you know, we're starting to get out of that trough and we reach what's called a a plateau of um, productivity, right? Uh, Slope and enlightenment, because before that you have a slope of enlightenment where you're starting to figure it out, right? You have those smart yeah. people figuring out, and then you reach this plateau of productivity where now you reap the benefits of the, the technology. And but everybody, everybody then, uh, and that's where you start getting mass adoption, right? Right, right. And then you have the mass adoption. So uh, that, that's what the hype cycle is. Uh, it's actually pretty brilliant. And they, they have an army of analysts at um, Gartner that create hype cycles for a wide range of different segments of what you would call the technology uh, universe and it's fun stuff it's and and it's interesting when you look back over time 
uh, like any uh, snapshot, um, sometimes it has more context when you look at it over years. So by the way, just as you talked, right. I did a quick Google on 5G. 5G is absolutely perched at the top of the hype cycle. So it is, yeah. Gartner have currently got it right yeah. at the top. I'm, I'm sure we'll come back to that. And then I, I started Googling um, uh, 2013 because pr- for IoT and you know prior to that, I think it was called M2M. And, uh, right, right. Uh, and then, and, and it started, it was, it's just perfect. The dots, almost if you put the, the, the charts together and ran them as a small video, it would make a lovely, beautiful film. Uh, the dots started uh, from 2013. <laughs> you know, like one of those paper things where you flick the paper and-, and Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It, it, the dot climbed right up to the top of the uh, uh, expectations, the peak, I think it was about three, four years ago, and where it is right now, and I didn't know this before, uh, <laughs> until just about 10 minutes before we started recording this, it is now absolutely perfectly at the bottom of of the trough of disillusionment. In fact, in the current Gartner slide, at least the one that I found, it is the single worst one of all the technologies. <laughs> so, so we are really. I'm sorry to hear that. I take that as you know. I take that as a positive thing. You've got to try and find positives in anything. I take that as a positive thing because the whole purpose of the IoT Leaders podcast was to demystify it and, and say what are the complexities yeah. and what's it going to take to be a winner. And if there ever was a time to have a podcast looking at IoT. Oh yeah, then we can now say Gartner agree that this is really, really needed. I mean, this thing's about as low as it can go. I don't know whether there's anything lower than that, but it, it, the only way's up. So, so yeah, and yeah. uh, slope of enlightenment. We need enlightened people to now make, uh, uh, you know, uh, find where the pot of gold is for IoT, right? And right. Uh, and where the promise is. So yeah, it, it, I, I think this is the perfect time. I think it's okay. perfect. So, so let's 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 talk about that at least, and let's at least shine a light on on where the gold might be. And you know, there are clearly companies out there that are are doing it successfully, but there's been a lot of experimentation so far. Uh, it's, we're not, clearly not at the mass adoption phase, but at the same time, there's been a lot of technology advancements that are starting to yeah. take some of the friction, uh, the friction right. away, and yeah, you know. In our case, it, we've been looking at the, how to make the devices predictable and, and how to have ubiquitous connectivity and interoperability between right. the players. But as someone in, 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 why don't we just talk to me about your current company that you, you formed and you now run, because you're, you're giving advice to a, a lot of people in, in mm-hmm. this and other areas as well, aren't you? So maybe just explain yeah. what you're currently doing. Yeah. So uh, as you'd mentioned, I was with Gartner um, for uh, a time. And uh, I realized during my tenure there that some of the leading companies, technology companies, uh, their key requirement and need was to understand where are things going? Um, where should they place their bets? How do they qualify these new market opportunities that may be forming or are forming at the intersect of uh, all these different uh, uh, transformative technologies that are kind of now coming together um, very rapidly. And so uh, that's, that was one of the, uh, that revelation is what brought me to start NextCurve. And uh, our mission is really to be a research advisory firm that takes a cross-domain approach to research and, um, look, and really specifically look at 
some of these emerging um, market opportunities and areas in, in supporting our clients. And so, you know, we're looking at some of these uh, key focus areas of the day, uh, topics such as, uh, you know, industrial IoT, more specifically, these applications related to ultra low latency, reliable wireless uh, networks. So if you want to think about it as IoT plus 5G, it's one of the areas that we're looking at. We're looking at the open RAN movement, this uh, this uh, hot topic of uh, du jour in the telco industry. Um, we're looking at, um, you know, um, edge cloud computing and its impact on uh, computing, uh, you know, future computing models, private cellular networks, uh, and security and trust is another big area that we're Right. Looking at so we're looking at a number of different domains because we think some of the big opportunities require you to really have a a, a, a holistic view, a lens that you apply to uh, in order to uh, see the opportunities and and gain some clarity on where things are going. So that that's that's next curve. Okay, so would it be fair to say then that um, because you covered a five or six. Amongst many others, uh, emerging technologies, many of those are actually climbing the curve because they're pretty new. Yeah. Um, uh, so you always have the issue of, well, if they climb the curve, they have to come down the curve and then they, they have to rise the curve. And, you yeah. know, that can take different times. Sometimes it can be quick, but often it's, it, it's, it's a three or four yeah. year journey. So, so would it be fair to right. say that what you're saying is that if you're a customer trying to think, how do I... Take it. There's clearly something here. It's clearly the potential for putting these technologies together and changing the customer experience and uh, changing the uh, competitive dynamic for my company and lowering costs, uh, uh, creating whole new markets is huge. But I think what you're saying then is that, but you really have to understand what's coming uh, to actually plan how you're going to start moving because it's just, I guess, right. changing so quick, right? Right, exactly. And you also have to know, like I was saying in the beginning, um, the state of the technology. And so I have this, this term that I, or the saying that I, um, I um, oftentimes share with my clients is, uh, you know, when they ask me, what does next curve do? It's like, well, we try to help uh, flatten the hype curve or the hype cycle. So as the hype is going up, we help you understand what's the real state of the it's technology. Yeah. Right. And so that you're not getting on on the wrong side of the hype cycle. And when it, and things are coming down, you know, you don't get caught too uh, much on the downside of things. So, you know, you're basically honing on in on yeah. the the yeah. plateau of where's the, where's the, the whole uh, cycle. Sort of, right. Where's yeah. the where's the uh, the line that the bowling ball can go down the middle right. without, without guttering one way or right. the other? Because um, there's always opportunities through the whole uh, continuum of the hype cycle. The thing is, is that as a company, you need to know where to focus, right? And, and where the value is in e each stage. And it's going to be different as you go from, let's say, the trigger phase where, you know, a, a lot of times the opportunities are going to be, they, they have to generate high value because the, the, the technology is typically expensive, at that point, not economical uh, for most applications, but uh, further down the line, when you get to the, the, the um, plateau of productivity, the economics are much better. So right. you, know, you have a wider range of applications that you can consider. So those are the types of things that we try to help our clients with 
And that requires you to have uh, now increasingly a broader understanding as well as a deep understanding of how these technologies are evolving and where their states are at any given point in time. So, yeah, it's tricky stuff. It is. And, of course, the whole dynamic of the IT industry and the venture capital model is that the number of techno- the technologies themselves are, are emerging quicker they're yes. fragmenting into sub technologies <laughs> and they are uh, and they are being refined and updated quicker and so yeah. this, this is not a i'll take a look and then for six months i'll put my head down and implement process right you've got to be scanning i guess right constantly and they're all coming together too at a at an increasingly um, rapid rate which makes things even trickier right so so if i'm a client of yours well, I actually, I would add a, a, a fourth one to what I just said. I, and some of them, not all of them will make it. Some of them will just flare out. And the IT industry says, <laughs> exactly. well, that's okay. That was version one. Yeah. We're on yeah. to version two, but you've now built a product or an offering and you're now down a blind alley. So yeah. so if I'm a client of yours, what do you do? Do you sort of do a, is this like a, a regular subscription service where I keep on checking in with you and am I doing the right thing? What do you think about this? Yeah. Would this be applicable? Is it is it that sort of uh, yeah actually type approach? It, it's a consultative type thing, and uh, you know we typically publish our our uh, thought leadership pieces and our analysis on our research blog. But um, you know the stuff that we do is very specific for a client. You know you can't scale the stuff out. Do right. you know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, and, and and so. Uh, the work that we end up doing is very advisory uh, and, and and intimate, if you if you will, uh, and specific to a, a client's needs. Uh, but one of the things that we try to do is we we publish um, pieces publicly and with, at no charge, just simply so that we can help people understand some of the the basic trends that are are affecting uh, the markets as well as the technologies today. Let's try and go deeper on one of them. You mentioned, uh, or maybe one or two, depending sure. on the time we have. You mentioned, let's, let's do it with two. Let, let's start off with um, the one at the top of the peak right now. It's got the best view from the top of the mountain, 5G. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, I was talking to somebody, uh, the other day, I regularly talk to people about this. They say, you know, if I, if I read the, the press or the, the blogs or the know anything about this conference virtual conferences 5g 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 and uh yet i can never really find anybody who's implemented it and can actually say this is what it it did for me um so so uh and then you know from our perspective people ask us well do you do 5g and we say well you know yes we do we're a platform that we 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 do all the the ran um radio access network technologies from narrow band up yeah uh, and right. now i'm getting emails on you know 6g conferences so oh yeah 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 here it comes here it comes i don't know whether they're real or that's just somebody fishing but but um yeah. but the point is that that you know it's just simple stuff like we say well you do realize that the it's a whole new device i mean simple stuff like you know it's a whole new modem module in the device and yeah. they're really expensive and then you see the adverts and it says you know, we're the first uh, cellular phone with 5G coverage, like here in the UK. We got, 
you know, yeah. uh, EE uh, network EE and uh, got 5G coverage. Yeah. And, yeah, they got 5G coverage in a really small area. Yeah. Um, right, right. And so you kind of, as long as you're standing in that area, you've got 5G and then they'll build it out. Yeah. Um, so, so what advice would you, uh, if I was a client and I said to you, I, I really think 5G is, do they come to you with a technology? Or do they come to you with a business problem? Uh, um, they what do usually, they do? Yeah, that's a good one. They usually come with the, uh, the technology. I, I was thinking that's what they did. Yeah. yeah. Kind of wrong, right? Just, just like, uh, just like uh, your prospects and your clients. Um, they, yeah. come, they come with the technology and they often um, then have, they, then I back them up into, well, what's the problem that you're trying to solve? Yes. What is it that right. you're trying to do? What are you trying to go to market with? Uh, and, and something like 5G, even, and I think this is the problem that IoT shares, 5G in and of itself is such a complex technology topic. You know, there's so many layers to it, right? And there's, it means different things to different audiences. It, it's immensely um, complex. Yes. And same with IoT. IoT is becoming increasingly complex because we keep throwing all kinds of stuff at it and including all kinds of technologies in it and it's becoming overloaded, right? So the, the confusion only grows and there's a huge deep need for enlightenment. And 5G is the same thing. And I, I mean, I typically tell a lot of my clients, look, you know, um, 5G is probably not what you need to worry about right now, especially if it's an end user client, you know, enterprise is yeah. like, what, what is it you're trying to do? And how does wireless connectivity fit in and enabling some of the key things that you're trying to accomplish or the, uh, you know, um, or the problems that you're trying to solve. And, you know, the, the bottom line is in many instances, um, you, you, uh, the, it boils down to this, especially in an industrial um, wired makes sense. There's no need for wireless. So, okay. And check that off. 5g, totally irrelevant. Wi-Fi even mostly irrelevant. Right. Um, but in others uh, it makes sense, but how do you, how do you start with the problem that you're trying to solve or the innovation that you're trying to institute and then work your way into uh, into selecting and considering the appropriate technologies and um and so yeah that, i mean that's typically how uh, the the scenarios that i get into and yeah. um, they play I, out I, I, and i think it, it's it it was always true that that's been a truism uh, yeah. In my, you know, I've been 40 years in, in IT. I started very young, clearly. But uh, I, and I've heard that comment in different forms pretty much every year for 40 years. Yeah. And, and, and you start thinking, okay, it's clearly not gone away. And it's therefore, it probably won't ever go away. So why does it keep on coming at it? And I think that part of it might, this is my own, you know, Nickel theory. It, it's almost an abrogation of responsibility by senior management in that, in that if you actually think it's a technology project, it's a technology project. So you give it to the, the techies. Right. And, you know, in this case, it cascades down to, well, what is it? It's, you know, 5G is pretty hot. You know, the, the CEO has heard about it or, or, yeah. or he's been to a conference and, um, 
so we need to look at it because it's hot, you know, AI, blockchain. What, what's your 5G strategy? Yeah, what's your 5G strategy? <laughs> it's like, well, and, and the answer to ignore it for as long as possible is not a good answer. But anyway, um, so so then it gets, and then therefore it just takes a life on its own. It, it, it gets born as a 5G project. But the, but the real question is what, if you could, if you could create a new experience, it's the imagineering, the part of the process where if you could create a new experience um, that would, um, you know, the moonshot project uh, type approach where you could completely change the dynamic in the industry, you could disrupt, you could, uh, you could offer an, a, a hitherto, it's sort of the Apple approach. The, the, you know, the, I, I rewatched uh, the other day, I probably watched it about seven times. I rewatched the um, Steve Jobs uh, on stage at the Flint Center, the uh, launch of the iPhone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the gasps from the audience when he, you know, he does the pinch where he uh, yeah, shows how the yeah, photograph yeah. and he says, "Watch this," and he does the pinch. The audience, you know, and and it's because no one ever knew they needed it, and from that second on, everybody has to have it. I mean, I have to have that. Never mind all the other stuff, the iPhone. I have to have that so I can do that on my photos. Yeah. And and so, but the idea of if you could create something that would be incredible that would change the dynamic that would be really cool um and actually would take you either significant reduce your costs and or give you a massive competitive advantage mm. then what would that be that's an imagineering whiteboard session right, with a yeah. whole series of people of which arguably the technology guys almost not needed at that phase because you're more into the marketing guys the the sales yeah. guys the outside agencies and the and, and then you get into okay they got three ideas, which one's the best one? And is it, are they possible? And it, and, and if they're possible, how, and what's the technology? And then eventually you get to, do I need 5G in this case? Yeah. Um, right, right. But it, it is, I would say, you know, we have 2000 customers. I would say 95% of them come to us the other way around. I've decided to do cellular. I got a narrowband project, 4G. I've, uh, it's just a case of, uh, trying to work out, um, uh, data pricing. I really just need, uh, often it's procurement. I've chosen cellular. What, what's your SIM price and what's your data? It's like, uh-huh. yeah, what are you trying to achieve? Yeah. Um, so I guess companies like you, you, yourselves and others, uh, and to some extent ourselves, um, when it cascades down to us, um, are, are really trying to pull people forward. Uh, into the beginning of a, a business planning process and away from the technology. It's kind of a weird thing for people in the technology industry to say, yeah. you don't want to talk about the technology. Right, right, right. Yeah, and and I, I, it, it entirely depends on who you're talking to also, right? I mean, if you're talking to the CEO, the way that you'll talk about these technologies will obviously be different than... Well, that will be business-oriented, yeah. but we're very right. rarely... These projects, by the time we see them, at least, yeah. they've they've come via the tech, the, the, the IT, the tech, or the procurement department. Right, right, right. And so, but there, there's a whole education process that's happening by that by the time they reach uh, it, things reach the procurement department, right? And uh, and um, I, I think that's really where we we play and. Um, and, and also, again, just setting expectations around the technology at the head. And hopefully you have something in, 
in the form of a more distilled set of expectations when things reach the procurement group or even the 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 CIO or the CTO, right? And, and you know, surprisingly, I think uh, folks might find surprising that there are many CIOs who just they don't understand five G. Um, and, and some of these other technologies, including a lot of the IOT stuff, because if they're, if they're not, they don't have the operational domain as part of their purview, they're just not familiar with the operational environments in, in most instances. Right. Yeah. And so and that's very, um, excuse me, that's very, very, uh, common. I, uh, I mean, just today I, I spoke to, uh, someone who's responsible for a global IoT project, uh, uh, potentially hundreds of thousands of devices, or just somebody today. And um, uh, their first, one of their first comments was, could you just take it through with me? Really easy. Try not to use many acronyms, please. Just, <laughs> just make it, just make it. And they were very, I mean, refreshingly honest that, there, this stuff is just. Can you just dumb it down for me? Because I've got yeah. the responsibility of this uh, project, right. and you just explain to me. You know, um, it's one of the reasons. Uh, just talk a little bit about about our company. We, uh, it's one of the reasons why we're the only IoT company, at least that we know of, and no one's ever told me they know of another one that actually um, also does the design of the hardware. We, we design the hardware and we mm-hmm. do the connectivity. We make. We can we can help design a piece of hardware uh, to meet the use case, and then we can make it connect automatically just by switching it on anywhere in the world. And mm. that's why we've got the customers that that, that we have because it's single skew, you know, ubiquitous, hundred percent connectivity. But people say to us, uh, "Why did you buy a hardware company? Don't you realize it's all about cloud? It's all about software." You know, where's your blockchain strategy and AI, and especially the venture capital guys? It's like, oh, you're not very, you're not very sexy for us because you're in hardware. You know, hard, and you work with mobile network operators. Oh my god! I mean, that's like the two worst things that we ever see in our portfolios. And what we say is, look, you've got to actually, if you if you're going to start off with the imagineering, as you said, like your process dovetails into our process because you start off with the imaginary, what are you trying to achieve? What problem are you trying to solve? And then if you could do this, if you could do that, just draw me a picture, just forget the tech, just draw me a picture of what it might look like. And then you say, okay, so that therefore you'd need a thing, a device, maybe it's an edge aggregation device. Yeah. You need a thing that, uh, um, that, that gets data from all these sensors that does this processing right. on it, that has localized, um, you know, if then else, we do it at the edge and then backhauls, the metadata, you know, uh, uh, to private or hybrid cloud. Yeah, that's what I need. Okay. So, so you do realize then that that thing doesn't exist. You just drew on the whiteboard. I mean, it, it, right, you've just, right. you've just, you've just drawn a piece of, of, of hardware that doesn't exist. And at that point, the, the blood drains from people's faces. They say, yeah. you mean, okay, I, there isn't off the shelf hardware devices that I can buy. <laughs> so you're telling me, this is when they realize, oh, God, I wish I hadn't been assigned to this project because I'm now having to, not only have I got the project uh, monkey on my back, if you like, but now you're telling me I have to design hardware. <laughs> oh, God, where's right. the exit? And then so we realized that that was a huge issue because hardware, IoT hardware has to be designed for the use case. It's not yeah. like cell phones. Every piece of yeah. IoT hardware, pretty much oh, yeah. low-end trackers is unique. It's a, 
And so we bought a hardware design company uh, that could actually uh, help with this process and work with some of the bigger design companies. And, and then so we start after the imagineering has been done, that's where we kick in and say, okay, what's your device? And before we get going, forget connectivity, forget, forget whether it's, whether it's narrowband, uh, Cat M1, 3G, 4G, 5G, what, forget that. What, um, what's the device look like and what, the software and what what's the if then else the boolean logic right. and the security uh and that's a, a really important piece of work and once you build the you create the device the hardware which you can do in in sort of rapidly you know three to five months you can do this you then got something you can try out there and say well take it out there and see whether or not people like it yeah and typically then you have a much higher percentage of success than you know, than the, what we're seeing all the data back to Gartner and others, yeah. you know, with these reasons why I think uh, IOT is at the bottom of that trough is that everybody knows the stat that 80% of IOT projects fail before they started. And well, it's, yeah, it's so it, sad. It, it, I, I think one of the reasons why inflate, uh, the expectations were so inflated was because everyone ex- ex- thought that the data was there. They said, oh, right. wow, we're going to have X trillion, I, I don't know, is it trillion or a gazillion or whatever devices connected? And we're going to yeah. have, you know, hundreds of billions yeah. of yeah, it's, this it's, and that with modules and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they, it, but, you know, like you said, the, everyone was saying, well, data is the, the Royal. old and, you know, the analytics is where it's at. Well, you know, analytics. And um, all that stuff you do in the cloud doesn't really matter much if you don't have the data and the data has to get sourced from sensors, very fundamentally sensors. And then it somehow has to go through that whole chain. That it has to be filtered. And, Otherwise and you have, have no data. Yeah. And what if and you have you too have much no gold. or too much data yeah. and it's yeah. like, oh, it's just noise. Yeah. And so, so actually it's, it, it does, you know, going back to where we started, I think we can look back and say that that's why all technologies actually go through this um, because we talked about IoT, but 5G, I mean, AI, um, blockchain, all the ones that you said, narrowband. Narrowband is kind of really interesting because it, 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 it creates so many opportunities, uh, low cost, very good for battery powered devices. But then there are other issues, you know, the, the, you find that the, a lot of the mobile network operators still don't support it under roaming. So it's, like, it's another thing, which is I want to do narrowband, but I don't want to have to swap my SIMs in and out on each device. And then what you find is that there's hardly any roaming agreements for narrowband. And you think, is that a technical thing? Turns out uh, that it isn't. Well, it, it is, but principal reason why there isn't any or there aren't as many as you need it's a commercial thing because the person receiving the roaming is only getting 20 percent of the revenue of the person who sold it and if narrowband is you know a penny per month uh-huh. uh, you're only getting 20 percent of a penny it's uh-huh. the game's not not worth it um and so it, it's um it, this all points to planning information doing your research before you start, if necessary, delaying the project because starting again 
is really expensive. Right, right, yeah. Okay, so so um, let's talk about, just to finish off here, the, the 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 hope we always in these podcasts we always you know it's part of the part of the definition of our podcast we we do point people at at, at how complex it is uh, because you just have to understand that you have to navigate this and 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 where to go for help which we've done here but at the same time we always want we don't want to leave them as individuals in the in the trough of despair and think yeah, oh I'm yeah, just going to yeah, give up absolutely. and because the potential it will change the world. I mean, it will be trillions or whatever. One way or the other. Yeah. One way or another, it's going to change the world, hopefully in our lifetime. Um, and it is changing the world. And there are companies that, I mean, hell, we've got 2,000 clients and, you know, they're all they're all doing stuff. And uh, there's a lot of people doing stuff. So what do you have any examples of where, you know, you've seen people sort of battle through the pieces, work out the strategy? put something together and where you would say, you know, this company is a, is a good example of, of someone who's using it for, for commercial advantage or has, has yeah. got, you know, there's some successful projects out there. You can point to people and say, look, look at what these guys are doing. This, yeah. this yeah. is definitely worth spending the time on because look, look yeah. at the examples, the growing number of examples of people are being successful right now. Yeah. You know, here, this way I look at it is this is, you know, one of the things that I've discovered about IoT is that uh, we've been doing IoT for, well, conceptually for a long time. And there are certain industries that have been long entrenched in, in uh, developing the IoT principles. In fact, you might even argue they, they're the ones who are, have driven uh, the technologies as well yeah. as. Uh, just the solution patterns that we, the archetypical solution patterns that we we look at in the IoT space, whether it's preventative maintenance or remote monitoring, what have you, right? Yeah. And, and I I always go back to the work that I've done in the oil and gas industry, working with some of the super majors uh, with their innovation programs and you know the well uh, well of the future type programs where they're trying to figure out okay how do we now take the most advanced technologies available today and ideate through how we can now do this crazy stuff that we do today even better. And you can get some amazing examples out of that industry that I think just trickle down into other industries that that we talk about today, like manufacturing, the whole uh, industry 4.0 I have to be honest with you. What they're doing is pretty basic compared to what the oil and gas industry has been investing in. I would agree. Wide range of this stuff. In fact, you know, I often jokingly tell folks, yeah, you know, a CTO of an oil and gas company will sit there and laugh at you if you can't walk up to him and say, hey, look, there's this thing called IoT. It's like, Okay, we've been, we've doing, been doing that, that for a long time. We've been you doing know. that for a long time. Let me but. let me teach you something about this stuff, right? And, and so, uh, you know, um, now in other other industries, they're on a learning curve, and um, some are doing it, you know, okay, and some are doing some others are doing it kind of okay or not so okay. I think that it's it's a, the challenge that we have right now with the trough being in the trough of disillusionment is we're trying to figure out where that path to value is, where's that path to the, that particular industry's pot of gold. And 
it, it, it's a tough one, right? It's a tough discovery process that they're going through. And one of the reasons why it, it's tough and it's tough for everyone, including the consultants and the service providers and the vendors is because the technologies continue to evolve so quickly. Yeah. And, and that's very, very it, um, challenging. Your example is a good one. And as, as sort of we bring it towards the end of, of this podcast, we could, I think we could probably join the dots on this and, and actually shine a light on it. It would be a bright light in terms of there's hope because, you know, the manufacturing industry is, is, is dealing with a lot of legacy, huge amounts of legacy equipment on the manufacturing floor, which was definitely predated um, uh, uh, IoT or M2M uh, as it was. But in the case of uh, you take a, a wellhead or an oil field, a refinery, I mean, these things have got typically you have a lot of modern equipment in there. There's a lot of legacy, but there is modern, but there's there's trillions of cents. I mean, I think there's something like 10, 20 million sensors uh, on an oil rig. Or somebody told me that, and that's probably a low, low number. So there, everything in there is sensors, and it's because it's remote. The idea that certainly we've seen is that back to 5G, where's the where's the pot of gold? It's if if you design a device, let, let's take maintenance for a rig. You know you've got 10 million, 20 million sensors, but it's way too much data. So you des- you know, you design a custom device that something starts to go wrong, an engineer can hold it up. And the thing about 5G is you can get augmented reality, like Pokemon type mm. uh, capabilities in it. And you get, ex- in other words, a virtual reality, expanded bill of materials, a very complex piece of the rig. And you can see all the different data, the flows and the red, you know, there's red and flashing light, there's something there. And the point about that with it being 5G is, is that you then backhaul it, huge amounts of data, massive amounts of data. But you could have somebody in Houston analyzing that and the rig could be somewhere off you know the coast of western florida or, or whatever and they're looking at it and they're saying ah i know exactly what's going wrong or what is likely to go wrong so even just the idea of flying the helicopter out to the rig with the right part as opposed to what frequently happens today is they go out there and say oh i, I finally worked out what it is i now need to go back and get because the, the cost of a a minute's downtime is just such a, uh, a a big high cost for these guys. So we see 5G both being a, a, a confluence of of the use case. It could be uh, time to remediation. The a custom device. It, it's not a you need a custom device that is able to take data in various protocols from various sensors, but only some of them. Um, uh, and a a, a new uh, technology like 5G which actually has such high bandwidth, uh, uh, low latency capabilities that, that you actually can do something much more complex, almost like taking the technology from the gaming industry and cascading yeah. it into that. And I think, I think that's a good use case. But all three things came together. The idea, how can we have less downtime on the rig yeah. or predict when the drill bit will overheat or, or whatever it is, the, the 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 custom hardware because there's nothing off the shelf will work. So how do I design one and test no. it, and then therefore what technology should I use? But if you approach it that way, that could be worth tens of millions of dollars a year per rig. Yeah, and then then you've got a winner on your hands. It's still difficult, yeah. but you know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah, and and, uh, uh, and yeah, I, I think you're onto something. And 
it, it's something that uh, we oftentimes advise, especially a lot of startups, is focus on the high value stuff. Right. That's simple to do. Yeah. And that's the good news that it'll be simple. You don't have to do all this magic. Don't be too ambitious. Stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you don't have to be like, yeah. right. You don't have to be Gandalf the gray of IOT to, you know, do all these slay the Balrog of uh, the problem. The, uh, you know, you, you, it, it can be pretty simple, but you have the tricky part. The hard part is figuring out where those um, large high value pockets are. And that will be the challenge as we're in the trough of disillusionment coming out. Uh, the the sad reality is is that it's going to be a tough journey for a lot of players that are out there today. And uh, but you know uh, that that would be the recommendation I would leave to your audience is you know, just kind of keep it simple, but keep your sights on prioritize on things that are high value yeah. because if it, there's no high value, like what you just described, it, it's just not going to justify the spend. And it, it seems like such a simple, it seems logical simple. thing, but it's something that people need to be reminded of constantly. And exactly. And, and, and I would say as one closing thought from me before we wrap this up, this has been great. Thank you. But I, I know I would just say, but also people tend to look in the wrong place for the value. So for instance, in forget the oil rig side, but in the I uh, have general IoT device, consumer electronics. They think, well, I can sell more of this thing than uh, if, if it's smart and has loads of whizzy features. I'll sell more because it's cool. People will buy more. So the value will be I'll sell twice as many units. And I would say, no, 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 no that's not the value. No, that's nice, but that's not the value. The value is if you could let's take you know like one of our customers. Bosch robotic lawnmowers. If you could make a single SKU uh, product, make it once and sell it in any country, and people switch it on, it just connects and the data just goes to the cloud. Then you just save millions of dollars in the supply chain. Yeah, you probably save millions of dollars in the in the um, manufacturing process. You probably save millions of dollars in the warranty avoidance process, and you've probably enabled um, uh, the marketing department not to spend millions of dollars. Uh, trying to collect information from users because you're now getting the data from every device of how it's being used. In other words, the value is in the boring corporate backend processes, which were built for a completely different world that wasn't smart enabled. It's not selling 5% more lawnmowers. That's an added bonus. And, yeah. and so I, 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 we would always say, look for the value in the corporate processes. By the way, if you can find it or postulate that it's there, that will actually get you into the C-suite because that's what they yeah. care about, actually, yeah. because, because we're spending a fortune on complexity. And so that, that's the bullseye. If you can find the value in the back-end processes, and a lot of the systems integrators, that's what they do, and then say, this is where the money is, this is the simple use case, I'm now going to go for it. I want to design something, roll it out and try it. I would agree. That's the point that you come out of the curve and they're the companies that are doing it. And, and they're the companies that often we get on this show at least. And we say to them, what did you do and how did you do it? And they're always pretty modest, but they, they typically have done that. So yeah. 
Listen, we could go on for hours. We said in yeah. advance we probably could, and I think we could. You'd be very generous. I didn't think we'd get into Lord of the Rings. I, I was trying to. I was trying <laughs> no, to always think, have to get into Lord of the Rings. Yeah, uh, I was trying to think of Star uh, Trek and Lord of the Rings. Star Trek and Lord of the Rings. So that's a couple of bookends. So what more could you want? A bit of IoT disillusionment in the middle. Okay. <laughs> Thank you uh, very much. Uh, let's uh, wrap it up uh, now. And to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this show. Just as a reminder, there's a whole series of these now um, out there. And so uh, check out the uh, back catalogue and there's going to be a whole series more going to be released uh, going forward. If you have any feedback, as always, you want to either make some comments. We love getting your feedback or suggest subjects that we should uh, cover or even people uh, that you think we should uh, talk to. Contact uh, me, Nick Earl, E-A-R-L-E, on LinkedIn, or send an email to uh, iotleaders at S-I-E-S-E-Y-E dot com. Uh, But in the meantime, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Leonard, thanks for covering a wide variety of subjects. Um, we didn't get onto the music, but but maybe that's that's for the next time you visit. I'm sure there's a whole series of stories there as well. And um, uh, thank you, uh, everybody. And uh, I'll talk to you uh, again on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to IoT Leaders, a podcast brought to you by SI. Our team delivers innovative global IoT cellular connectivity solutions that just work, helping our customers deploy differentiated experiences and disrupt their markets. Learn more at SI.com. You've been listening to IoT Leaders, featuring digitization leadership on the front lines of IoT. Our vision for this podcast is to be your guide to IoT and digital disruption, helping you to plot the right route to success. We hope today's lessons, stories, strategies, and insights have changed your vision of IoT. Let us know how we're doing by subscribing, rating, reviewing, and recommending us. Thanks for listening. Until next time.